Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Somebody tweeted at me about a half an hour ago, and they said that I should just call this podcast Wizards Just at Any Time. And I feel like that's a much better name than Wizards After Dark, because uh, I was planning on recording a late night episode of this after the draft on Thursday night with my buddy Ben Standig. But instead, stuff got crazy. The Wizards agreed to a trade to deal away Russell Westbrook. They took Corey Kispert with the number 15 pick. Uh, they made another trade with Indiana to get Aaron Holiday. They somehow acquired the number 31 pick, and they drafted Isaiah Todd. And uh, I ended up writing two stories. I have one up on Corey Kispert that's already up on the Athletic DC, and I will have another one on the Westbrook trade that will be up uh, probably before this podcast actually posts. I'm recording this thing. All right, so here here is why Ben and I are insane people and work ridiculous jobs that make no sense. Uh, it is 8.04 in the morning right now. I haven't slept. <laughs> Ben's still on, though. Ben, is Ben meanwhile, is down at uh, the football team's training camp and is, for some reason, jumping on to talk about the Wizards. So, Ben, I, I think it's fair to say that we both need to get a life. Oh, well, I mean... That, you know, look, anybody who's read my resume or bio is where I've had none for years. And, uh, you know, you, you at least uh, are somewhat a functioning person in social society. I'm not, which is why I hang out in podcasts and uh, 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 sports websites, because that's all I'm good for. But uh, whatever. We're here. We're talking. We're up. The lot, Lots of Wizards talk last night on my end, even at Washington football team training camp. So uh, the, yeah, let, let, let's go. All right. Well, so the let's let's talk about the we're we're gonna push Kispert down the road. I'm gonna run through the actual details of the transactions really quick because because obviously the story of the day for the Wizards is the Westbrook trade. So the Wizards agreed with the Lakers to trade Russell Westbrook to Los Angeles. Uh, the trade is not official. It won't be official until free agency begins officially on August 6th. That's when they're able to finalize the trade. They're trading Westbrook a 2024 second rounder and a 2028 second rounder to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, and for the number 22 pick in the draft. Uh, and then they flipped number 22 to Indiana 
for Aaron Holiday and the number 31 pick. They already had the number 15 pick. They took Corey Kispert with that, with the number 31 pick, the first pick in the second round. Honestly, a really good pick because that is the highest you can be while giving out a contract that's not a guaranteed contract. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who would tell you that 31 is better than 30 because you're basically getting the same caliber of player. And 30, you got to give out a guaranteed rookie-scale deal. It's a first-round contract. And uh, 31, you can give out a second-round contract. It's a lot more team-friendly. So uh, they drafted Isaiah Todd, who uh, played for the G League Ignite last year. Uh, let's talk Westbrook. Uh, ben, I wasn't... Um, I mean, you know this, and we can talk about it in some detail now. This is like the shocker of the day, right? But but I think you could you could see this coming. You heard whispers around the league of Westbrook wanting to go to L.A. Mark Spears had the report about the Wizards and Lakers talking about something. Uh, you know, for, he, Spears at ESPN, and he, he mentioned the Wizards and, and Lakers talking about something. And you heard whispers about Westbrook wanting to be with the Lakers, you know, a couple weeks before that. Uh, what's what? What is your reaction to all of this, though? It's still crazy when it goes down. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and like we could do, and I would love to do a future podcast when we're both awake discussing the LeBron, uh, the Westbrook LeBron fit, because to me it's insanity, especially when you get into the playoff series. I, I look, it's a sign of desperation from LeBron. The Westbrook's obviously a great player. The fit's lousy. I don't know what their other options were, but. That's we'll deal with that some other day. I'm just excited to watch those games and see those teams that melt down the stretch. Uh, as for the Wizards, I guess my thought was, look, we've discussed this. I mean, you know, from the point that John Wall was still here, how do you get rid of this contract? It's not to say that all these contracts are immovable. We see this over and over again. We think something can't happen, but it does. The question is, to what degree, right? We saw the Wizards had to give give up a first round pick last year to take on Westbrook, and so the question was for me this time. There's only two years now left in the deal. He he obviously had a very good season last year, or at least a second half of the season. Um, so maybe that would rehabilitate some of his uh, his his uh, his value. But at the same point, you know, what would the Wizards would they have to give up anything? Would they have to take on some terrible contracts? And then there was a question of the Westbrook and Beal dynamic. Could you trade? In my opinion, I wasn't positive you could trade Russell Westbrook and have Bradley Beal still feel comfortable about staying, ideally long-term, but at least even short-term, that to me was a, was a question. But to your point of, did have things started to to change? And I leave this up to, to you and others with reporting because you know, I haven't been doing that work. But, I mean, I guess, you know, from the moment that, like, I, what was my thought when Brooks was here? I thought a large reason why you might keep Brooks, regardless of all the reasons why I said, not saying you didn't, but like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the one who's a, uh, you know, I'll put myself more out there than you. You have to be. You have to be play the good cop. You're just. Uh, you're just the grouch. That's what you're trying yeah, to say. Well, you're the grouch. Even even more. E, 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 oh my god! You have no idea how grouchy I am this minute. Anyway, <laughs> the the, the uh, um, but would be to because of Westbrook. Westbrook is not the easiest of players to deal with. As good as he is, he is going to do his thing. And Scott Brooks for better or for worse, has allowed Westbrook to do his thing, and that might be reason to do it. And from the moment that they chose to move on, I did start to wonder, all right, well, now what does Westbrook think about this situation? And if you're going to go the assistant route, is Westbrook the kind of guy who will listen to, respect this head coach? And I'm not saying Westbrook is a bad guy, but he does what he does. This is the most obvious thing. Anybody who's watched him play, this is what he does. So 
these were questions that I wondered, and it does feel like at the moment, at 8, 10 in the morning, perhaps they have somehow been able to thread this needle of moving Westbrook. They didn't take on anything that I would, they didn't have to add any other first round picks. They actually got one back, which means they broke even on that aspect, which is kind of nuts. They, they, they didn't take on any terrible money long term. I don't even care about the players that got back. And it appears, perhaps, as of this moment, that Bradley Beal is not saying, hey, I need to get out of here. And if all that's true, that's a pretty masterful scenario for the Wizards. One, I didn't think they could thread that needle. Um, so I think that's all interesting. But I guess, to be clear, I don't not say they got better with any of this, but it, it, they got more. I think they get, it gives them more flexibility in a lot of ways, and I think that is a win by itself. And beyond that, obviously, we'll have to see. But yeah, it, it was surprising to me that they had the stomach to trade Westbrook, knowing it could risk potentially upsetting Beal while simultaneously doing it without having to take on any other bad stuff. I will say, I think they knew at the time they agreed to the trade that it wasn't going to uh, upset Beal. I think they knew at the oh, time sure. they they agreed to the trade. Beal was down with it. Beal was good with that trade. Uh, I think I think Westbrook, you know, he he wanted to go to the Lakers, and I think Beal understood that. I think Beal approved the trade. I think they like what they're getting back in terms of what they're getting for Westbrook. I mean, look, they they gave up a first round pick to acquire Westbrook, and they got back a first rounder for him. I mean, look, he's on a supermax contract with two years left. Like you said, he had a really good year this year, and I think his value around the league was going to be higher this year than it was last year, if only because he has one less year remaining on his contract. Three years remaining on a Supermax is a lot more daunting than two years remaining on a Supermax. And by the way, for all the talk of fill-in-the-blank player is untradeable, every untradeable contract gets traded. Chris Paul got traded 972 times. Russell Westbrook now gets traded every year. Like legit every year. This is his fourth team in four years, which is so weird because he was like the the one franchise guy. And now this second act for him is just weird. I mean, four teams in four years and and not just four teams in four years. He's he's bouncing himself around, you know, uh, you know, the the Oklahoma City stuff. You know, Paul George requests out and and him him parting with Oklahoma City was kind of a mutual thing where it was Oklahoma City knew they had to rebuild and Westbrook, you know, understandably was was not going to be part of a rebuild. And so they were both kind of fine with a very mutual, very mutually respectful breakup there. You know, Houston, he wanted his way out and and, and here he, uh, you know, I think he was he was really excited at the opportunity to be able to go for the Lakers. And I think it was something that that he he really wanted. Uh, so it's just a weird second act for Westbrook. I, I think I think they they made out pretty well. I think his fit with the Lakers is extremely dubious. I, I don't really know where this Lakers spacing is going to come from. I mean, Westbrook is the best when he has the ball in his hands, but the problem is the Lakers are going to be the best when the ball's in LeBron James's hands. So, you know, or, or even Anthony Davis is. So, so what is Westbrook going to do when he's off the ball? Because the issue with him off the ball isn't just that he doesn't shoot. It's that he's, he's pretty stagnant off the ball in general. So it's going to be very interesting. I mean, that is a very interesting team. This is not just an issue of uh, there's only one ball and you got to share it that people say when three stars get together. I mean, that's that's not what the problem is there. The problem is you got three guys who are all better inside the three-point line than they are from beyond it. Uh, and Anthony Davis, by the way, who openly hates playing the five, is going to have to play the five now. 
You can't play a conventional five with those three guys. Davis is totally going to have to play the five. Uh, Wizards return. Uh, I think KCP is is really helpful for them. He is the exact kind of three and D wing we constantly say they need. Shot 41% from three last year. He's a versatile defender, guards multiple positions on the perimeter, good team defender. He was legitimately their third best player in the bubble when they won the title in 2020. I mean, he he is a, a very good role player. Uh, and, and Montrezl Harrell, meanwhile, has proven to be not playable in the last two postseasons. I shouldn't say not playable two postseasons ago, but really way takes a major hit in the postseason. Uh, it was not playable during that Sun series. I mean, the Lakers barely used him, and, and he really became their third-string center down the stretch of last year. But he's one year removed from six-man of the year and is a very helpful regular season player. I, I think there are a lot more moves to come here, though. Like, they... They have so many redundancies. I mean, you look at their centers, for example. I don't think Thomas Bryant is going to be back before December from the ACL. But Harrell and Bryant are very redundant. And then you have Gafford. Uh, you know, those those they have flexibility to make a move there. They have so many guys who are threes slash fours. I mean, Avdia and Rui and Bertans and now Kuzma and Hutchison, and Anthony Gill, and they drafted Isaiah Todd, who's a stretch four, and they drafted Kispert, who's in that. I mean, it's it's very crowded at that position, and they have two guards, Aaron Holiday and Bradley Beal. So they are definitely going to be making some moves come the start of free agency. Um, you know, I, th- so they're, they're going to need a point guard, too. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, so I think I'm going to try my best. I think people need to. This is a scenario where you have to expand your mind of how you view these things. I had a college basketball uh, head coach text me last night. Knowing, you know, we talked, we talked about the NBA, and he, he's 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 texting me about this Westbrook trade. Like, what the heck did they do here? I don't understand this. They got nothing back, and here I am trying to explain somebody something to somebody who actually knows things about basketball. And I'm like, uh, you're looking at this incorrectly. What they got back is irrelevant to the extent that don't view what they any of the pieces they got back for. Hey, how are the Wizards now going to have a rotation and function and anything like that? They got rid of Westbrook without having to take on the bad contracts or give up other stuff. Anything they got back beyond that, if they can be flipped potentially or they can play 15 to 20 minutes a game, whatever, because they're, they've proven to be good players, as all three of these have. Again, I'm not saying any of them are all-stars or any of them were definite starters or anything, but all three of these guys to some capacity have shown the ability to play basketball in the NBA. And that's not nothing. I'm not discounting that at all, right? They could all be top eight, nine rotation guys. So that's a reasonable thing. 
but like you said, there's clearly going to have to be more here. The Wizards, like this is like Daryl Morey talks about talks about this. I think it's a terrible idea when you're talking about your star players. Just like take the talent together, no matter what, how the fit, and you'll figure it out. I think that's a terrible decision up top. Beyond the, your 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 bottom, your beyond your top four or five guys, it doesn't. That's totally fine. You, you have these pieces now. You just have to figure 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 it out. Um, and, and that's what I think you're will do. I, that's, I think you're right that also about the 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 idea that there has to be something else coming. They're, they're you know up front. They've got a lot of guys who do a lot of the similar things. And and you know there's something to be said for having depth, of course. You know, duh. But you gotta also in your top eight or nine kind of have some defined roles here at some point. Um, you, you can't just you know you know and all and you have yeah you gotta have some defined roles. And also the thing with the Wizards is, and this is the, the uh, part of the grander problem. The, while they've traded Westbrook, so maybe it takes off a little bit of the immediate emergency uh, or urgency. Not really though, right? Bradley Beal's contract situation is still up in the air. You the guys you brought in, I guess. You know, not saying they're old guys, but other than Kuzma, they're all not really ascending anymore. Um, so, like these guys are about kind of the now, and the Wizards still have Hachimura, they have Denny Avdia. You now add Kispert, like they have players. Also, you're trying to build towards. So they're still in this weird spot of wait, are you trying to make the six seed now? Spoiler, yes. Or are you kind of refreshing with these guys and a new coach? Not really, but they probably should be. Because, <laughs> but they didn't trade Beal, so they're in this weird dynamic. So, anyway, I would just say, don't think to yourself, "This is all they got for Westbrook." That's terrible. If you view that, you will drive yourself crazy. Don't do that. View it as they got rid of Westbrook without having to take on anything bad, and while adding some useful players that, at a worst case, he says with their quotes, can play for the Wizards in their top ten, and in the best case, can maybe flip one or two of them to get some other stuff and and then we'll see where they are at that point yeah and 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 look the nba is all about the value of contracts not just the caliber of the player neither we both think russell westbrook is a very good player who had a very good season at least a very good second half a great second half of his season last year and is still a very good player who can help you win basketball games but he's a specific player He's on the most expensive contract you can be on in the league, which makes him extremely difficult to trade, uh, especially in a league, not just that's a salary cap league, but that has very specific sorts of rules about how much money you can exchange. Now, you can't trade a $40 million player for a $10 million player if both teams are over the cap. You're not allowed to do it. You got to match salaries. You got to go come within 75% of the other team's salary. So it, it, it becomes very difficult to just accumulate that amount of money in a trade. And one of the things that's interesting is Westbrook only had two years left. So I think when when we talk about the Wizards opening up roster flexibility, but there's something we have to talk about is, you know, Kuzma has has more than two years left on his deal, right? At 13 a year. Uh, you know, something we have to talk about, it's, it's not that it puts them in a position to where like, okay, tons of cap space now, good to go. They're over the salary cap. They shaved about five million dollars with uh, on Thursday night, which 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 legitimately is helpful because they're they're pretty close to the tax and they could use those extra five million dollars for flexibility. I I think they could use they got an eight and a half million dollar trade exception too. I think they could find a way to use the full mid level, the biannual exception, and potentially still use that, uh, that trade exception or at least part of that trade exception 
and still stay under the tax. I think there are ways they could they could do that. You know, maybe you you find a taker for Chandler Hutchison or something like that who's got a four million dollar salary, and you might be able to pull that off. Um, you know, something that that I also think is is interesting from from the flexibility standpoint is just the Wizards have been a team for a while, for like a few years now, where they have a, a couple of huge contracts and then a bunch of seven figure contracts. And because of salary matching and how that works in the league, it becomes difficult to put together trades for middling salaries. So like every Wizards fan for the last three years has talked to me about, what about Miles Turner? He's the perfect guy to go for. He's the perfect guy for Beal and Wall or for Beal and Westbrook or whatever. And normally it's... How dare you call me a Wizards fan? (laughs) And it's not a bad point. He is a great fit for them. The problem is it's really hard to put together Miles Turner trades because he makes $18 million a year and you end up having to compile a bunch of different players and it becomes just too much from a quantity standpoint. You got to put in like Thomas Bryant and then you put in Rui and then you put in the draft pick that's necessary and then you got to throw in like or you got to throw in Ish Smith and it's just like it becomes too much to get to a number that's 18 or 22 or something like that. Now you get you're getting a bunch of middling salaries now. Now you got Bertans who's at 16. You're at Kuzma, who's at 13. You're at KCP, who's at 13. You're at Harrell, who's at 10. You're at Thomas Bryant, who's at 8.7. And now from a salary standpoint, you can really piece together any sort of deal that you want to from just a salary standpoint. Obviously, you got to be able to send out attractive talent too. But that's something that is, uh, you know, that matters. And and it's an interesting little tidbit from this. Uh, ben, we, you have football uh, football practice shortly. I made it sound like you're like 11 years old and you're going to middle school football practice, but I got to get those orange slices. Let's you go. have the football team practice. Um, I'm going to do another podcast maybe in a day or so. And we're going to talk about Kispert and Isaiah Todd uh, and uh, really break and, those and, guys and, down and, in their fit. And by the way, Aaron holiday might be my new Justin Robinson for the people who, who, who follow these bits. Fred and I talked on the phone last or phone last night and we spent the first 15 minutes not talking about Russell Westbrook. This is my doing. Talking about Aaron Holiday, who I really liked coming out of college, but he hasn't had a chance to play as much as any people wanted. And Fred's like, dude, are you serious? We just spent all this time. This is so you. This is so niche. We're talking about this thing when Westbrook got traded. Uh, but I think Aaron Holiday is really interesting. And like, whether he's been hasn't been playing a lot because he hasn't been living up to expectations or he's just been kind of in a tough spot from a rotation standpoint, I think it's going to be interesting. Do they need another point guard, or is he the point guard? Uh, they need they at least probably need to bring back Ish Smith or Neto for a backup, but do they need to do more? I think that's pretty interesting. I assume the answer would be no, that they you know, traded based on the trade, but um, that's interesting for sure. That Because like you said, they only have two guards right now, and one of them is a player who, you know, by stat hasn't done a ton, but again, a couple, when he came in the league, I was pretty intrigued. Yeah, I think bringing back Neto is definitely a possibility, but they're going to go out, they're going to try to get a starter. There are rumblings about Spencer Dinwiddie, and there are a lot of really good point guards on the market. It's plausible they go into next year with a weak point guard. It's possible, but you know, they can make a trade too. Look, we talked about all those guys they have who are threes, fours, and you can piece two guys together. You can, you can, throw Kuzma or Bertans or Bryant or Harrell or Rui or Denny or you know there's a lot of these sorts of guys that you can throw in KCP you can throw these guys into deals if you feel like it's going to net you something really valuable at the point guard position so you know they 
they they have some options. Uh, this is, I mean, we could play the game. Is this a playoff roster or not? I think that's kind of silly because this is just so obviously not what the roster is going to be. So it's just too premature. I mean, it's just it's a it's it's Aaron Holiday, Bradley Beal, and a bunch of three like three slash fours and centers. This is not what the roster is going to be. This is an uh, impartial look of what the Wizards' future is going to be. It's 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 the first step. Of, of what I think will be a few. So we're not even going to play that game but, yet until something that's an actual roster starts to be formed. But by the way, and the last thing I'll say, because I, I do need to go, uh, b- big ups to, I would say, to Tommy Shepard. He's had to navigate this thing. I, you know, I, I think to some degree he's probably had one arm tied behind his back based on, you know, every, every, every employee has a boss. And I suspect on some level he's had to, you know, work within certain parameters. But moving wall and moving Westbrook in back-to-back years, not easy. He's done it. And I think, you know, it's sort of how I felt like a lot of these Wizards move. I really love the concept, whether they, but it, you know, these things are not necessarily like full-throated deals. They're sort of more deals on the margin, which again, sort of appeals to my nature, but at the same point, hasn't really proved the Wizards, as you just mentioned. The other winner here, I would say, is Wes Unsell Jr. Because at least at a minimum, he's now going to be able to implement what he wants to do without having the burden of, of catering so much to a, a, a such a unique player in Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal's an easier fit for any offense. And again, we'll have no idea what their final roster will look like, but at least in theory, Wes Unsell Jr. will be able to do what he wants. And I'm glad at least the Wizards gave him that opportunity. Again, long way from the saying they're contending or even going to be the sixth seed. But at least now, okay, whatever's going to happen, he can do it to the, the way he would have imagined he wanted to, I assume. Yes, and Ben Standig, that's from a man who always does what he wants. Uh, I'll be back with a new episode very soon. <laughs> Subscribe to Wizards After Dark. Tell your friends about Wizards After Dark. Subscribe to The Athletic. You can read my story that I have co-bylined uh, with Sham Sharania, which, like I said, is not up yet, but I imagine it will about Westbrook. You can read my story I have co-bylined with Sam Vecini, who, shout out to Sam, is... It, insane at his job it's crazy the volume of writing that he turned out he co-byline stories with every beat writer for this morning it is the most insane thing ever the guy's a monster uh the world just needs to know what absolute beast uh sam is it's a he is he is as good of a draft guy as there is in the entire industry it's just it's it's amazing working with that dude it's just freaking crazy uh like i said back with a new episode soon i'll talk to you guys then Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.